I'm Mark Walsh, and coming up on today's show... I looked at some of your job ads out there, and they look like job descriptions. And in this competitive marketplace, you can't, you can't live by that. And you've got an entire marketing team who's focused on building your brand and communicating your brand values to the customer. Why aren't you doing the same thing to your employees? Welcome to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast. It's What's Working in Washington. I'm your host, Mark Walsh. Our guest today is Stefan Midford. He's the founder and CEO of Capango, a technology platform for employees and employers to find each other in the retail and restaurant arena. Guess what? COVID sure changed that marketplace. It's amazing to hear him talk about it's the first job. Yep, a lot of us, our first job was in retail or restaurant. But finding those younger men and women today is tougher because they're looking for companies with a purpose and companies that care about our environment, companies that care about the future. Didn't used to be back in the day. So finding that needle in the haystack is what Capango is really getting good at. Here's our conversation. So welcome to the show, sir. Thanks, Mark. Really great to be here. Well, you have a rich and storied deep dive career in retail. And I think if there is ever a, as, as, as I'm sure our listeners would know, ever a time when the retail employee universe is under either opportunity or duress, this is that time. So let's start at the highest level. When COVID, COVID-19 first hit in March, did you sit down and say, this is either my best day as a retail uh, executive or my worst day? You know, I, I don't think in March any of us really understood good point. whether it was or wasn't a good day. Yeah. Um, it, there was a little bit of that stand back and, and almost that panic feeling about what does this mean for me as a technology company? There's a little bit of that, uh, how does that impact my business? And, you know, it wasn't for 90 days that we started to feel like we understood maybe what was going to happen. Yeah. Now, you ran Natural Insight for many years. Tell our listeners what that company did what happened to that company, and when you decided to start Capango? Yeah, Natural Insight um, is a technology platform that allows retail workers that are third parties or brand representatives to get work assignments in a store. So think of it almost like an Uber for retail workers. So if you walked into a Best Buy store and ran into that Canon wrapper, the Intel wrapper, the Samsung wrapper, the Sony rep, it's very likely they used our platform to find a work assignment, know where they were supposed to go and know what they were supposed to do. So we ran that company for, um, gosh, more than 15 years, founded it and run it and grew that platform. We were being used worldwide in a half a dozen languages in about 80 countries to support the retail environment. And one of the things I learned in going out and talking with our clients, you know, you always do that as a CEO, right? What's going on in your business? How can I help you? How can I sell you more? Um, (laughs) they, They were all saying to me, look, I can manage my workers in your platform. My challenge is finding workers. And, and remember, that was back in 2017, 18. Retail already had a problem mm-hmm. finding workers well before COVID ever happened. Finding workers, finding qualified workers, finding workers that were loyal, all the above? It's, it's all the above, right? So it's, it's certainly the recruiters told us they, one, didn't have enough volume of workers, and two, didn't have enough qualified workers. Um, if you think about retail especially, and, and we do work with restaurants now as well, both of those – industries tend to be first job, right? Yep. I worked, my first retail restaurant job was a, a slinging hamburgers. Yep. And my first retail job was in a store selling cameras. Um, and so for a lot of us, that's our introduction to work. 
that has been changing a little bit as younger adults are more professionally inclined and not doing that as much. There are certainly is a lot of retired people who use retail uh, especially for that second income or that little bit of keep me busy or a few bucks on the side kind of income, and that's changing as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the whole environment's going through a lot of shifts. So the, the senior citizen return to the workplace example that you give, I assume that Walmart is sort of the original generator of that. Or were there other retail giants or maybe smaller plays that, that had that, that similar return? Yeah, I th- uh, for sure Walmart has done a great job at trying to find mechanisms to bring people into their employee um, sphere, right? And whether that's uh, offering it to retirees to make a few bucks on the side, whether it's their approach on training and subsidies on training and some of these other things. Um, they've just announced that they're paying for their employees to um, use cell phones because they know that that connection to technology is important to finding information and satisfying their customers. So they've been really innovative that way, and certainly then everybody quickly follows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the older population especially realized, hey, this is an opportunity to make a couple of bucks on the side and do something I love, right? So if I've always loved tinkering with cameras, why wouldn't I want to go and spend a few hours on Saturday morning advising somebody about the new cameras? Mm-hmm. We're talking with Stefan Midford. He is the founder and CEO of Capango. We're talking or actually describing now his sort of journey to the founding of Capango. So walk me through what happened. What was the aha moment when you said, I'm going to start a platform that does X and I'm going to call it Capango. How'd you get the name? Well, getting the name was, uh, you know, I wish there was a really cool story on this. The reality is <laughs> I, I bought a company, gosh, more than 10 years ago. And we bought it because of the technology and the database technology that they had. And we integrated that into our platform for Natural Insight. They owned this trademark, Capango, and I just kind of liked it. It was a cool name. It yeah. sounded fun. And they had the domain name. And so, as you know, anytime you want to start a company and, and get a web presence, you have to have something that's got recall to it. You've yep. got to have something that you can get the ownership. So now, fortunately for us with Capango, we own the first four pages of content because there's not a competition for it. Yeah. So that's how we got the company name. The reason we started the company, when we had Natural Insight and we were helping these retail employees with their work assignments and their employers are saying, I can't find people, we looked at the industry and – decided that there was an opportunity. There's certainly the big players out there that everybody knows that are advertising for jobs. Um, You hear it on the radio and and all over the place. What we didn't see was retail-focused or restaurant-focused hourly labor. And then what we saw a lot of was they were focused on the ad strategy. How can I get my ad in front of people? They weren't focused on how do I change the way somebody gets hired. And we felt like it was really important to say, Let's be industry-specific. Let's look at the way hourly labor thinks about the problem and how we can solve it for them better. And let's create a different way of doing that makes it more efficient. I noticed that you guys have a, uh, a resume service, effectively, CV or, or you know, curriculum vitae. What made you decide to do that? Because I would argue, clearly I'm wrong, that if I'm applying for a job at fill-in name of food franchisee here, I wouldn't need a resume. Clearly, I'm wrong. And, and well, uh, so you would have made the same mistake we made. Yeah. <laughs> because that's exactly what we did. Our first tagline when we did our first marketing to our beta customers was, no resumes, just jobs. We don't have a place to put a resume in our platform for a couple of reasons. One, because it is such an entry-level type opportunity for so many people, um, they don't have a good resume to begin with. Two, 
their hourly labor is a server at a restaurant or a salesperson at a store. They're not good at writing resumes, and the mm -hmm. resume doesn't reflect their passions and what they can do and how they can contribute to the employer. So we said, let's not have them there. We'll collect the data, and we'll give the employer the data. The job seekers loved it, absolutely loved it, all in. The employers, this is great. Where's the resume? And after six months of sort of banging our head against that wall, we said, look, we're not moving the bar here. They're not accepting this new strategy. So we then modified it and said, okay, job seeker, still same for you. The difference is now there's a button. You can press that button and we'll generate your resume for you. Now it's industry specific. It's laid out in a consistent format. It's professional and it has the right information an employer wants to hire for retail or restaurants. Is it like filling out TurboTax and ask some questions and it sort of creates it that way? Or how, 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 does, it, how does it work? We actually um, – and, and, and by the way, the reason I ask, you just said it. It's not like you're the executive vice president of business development in a major corporation. You were working the night shift at a white tower. I mean, I, again, I'm being dismissive because I worked the night shift at a white tower. So we can say that. We all have that moment. Uh, many of us do. How, how does it physically work? It's a great way of thinking about it because you're right. It's not the same thing. The experiences and the information we're trying to gather is not what I need to hire that executive. So what we did was we treated it almost like a dating app. Huh. So think of a dating app where essentially you're going in and you're saying, I'm going to register. We're just going to ask 18 very quick questions. You almost don't even know it's 18 questions. You flip through them very, very quickly. They're quick punch a button yeah. kind of questions. With that, I have we, been incarcerated. Yes, no. Yep, yep. Um, <laughs> and we can get better data than you can get off of any other job site because we worked with well over 100 employers to help us understand what decisions do they have um, based on the data. Now, one of the things that we did when we think about the dating app, we looked at the questions and started to segment them. And we came up with this strategy of, well, why do you hire somebody? I hire somebody because they bring two things to me. They bring powers and passions. Mm-hmm. Powers, I've got two years of college, I can lift 50 pounds, I've got a car, I can drive to different places, um, I'm certified in, you know, this technology. Yeah. Those are powers. Those are tactical things. Passions are, hey, I love engaging with people or I love following detailed instructions. I like cameras versus gardening. Mm -hmm. Well, now I can differentiate for the employer who's the right employee to be stocking the shelves at Target versus selling cameras at Best Buy versus working in the garden center at Home Depot. Mm -hmm. So now what we're doing is looking at it and saying, not only are we finding the retailer a great employee, but we're finding an employee who's passionate about something. And if we've done it right, that employee will st stay there longer. They'll be better customer service because they know the products they're dealing with. And everybody's going to win. So you mentioned Target, Best Buy, and Home Depot, large multi-unit retailers do you also service franchisors from a franchisee organization, or has that been a, a, an, an arena that you've stayed away from? Yeah, we um, actually started the other way. We started thinking this was going to be mom and pop, put your credit card in, register, drop your um, job posting in, and, and go. And I think two or three months into it, um, one large uh, retail service organization came to us and said, we want to put 40 recruiters and 1,000 jobs in your platform. And we had to kind of back up quickly and figure out how to do that. So... Right now, we can say very comfortably, hey, I can handle Joe's Coffee Shop on the corner and the largest organizations in the country. And have you found that the kind of person that applies, well, maybe I should ask it a different way. I assume that Home Depot has a different way of working with you than the local family-owned, I'll say Stroh-Snyder's here in the Washington area is, is, a, is a local, uh, for those listening outside of D.C., it's a well-known hardware store here in the Washington, D.C. area. 
I assume Stroessner's hiring behavior is different than Home Depot. Am I wrong? Uh, no, you're absolutely right. So, you know, the smaller employers um, are really going to look at our platform and they're going to look at the data and they're going to make decisions and then they're going to hire that person and bring them in. The bigger employers are going to move that person into an applicant tracking system yeah. where they're going to do background checks and other things that are logistically their requirements for onboarding a candidate. So we have to be, have the ability to do both, right? Mm-hmm. Connect to those big ATS platforms and move that candidate through the pipeline. Um, but if I can solve the volume problem at the front end of the pipeline and get more candidates going through with more data, hopefully, again, we can find that right person for the right job at the right time. So referrals. Um, I'm an investor in a small company that has a referral platform. So as my company asserts, the best employees are referrals from a current employee, um, they have a whole focus on military referrals because military uh, veterans know exactly what the job descriptions are. Is that a correct statement in your, in your experience? And do you guys have a lot of referral business? Refer- I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not pitching your business. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying well, that's what I'm learning. Well, pitch away. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, referrals are absolutely an important part of the uh, the whole economy of driving um, people into pipelines for jobs. Um, it's not something we've yet implemented in Capango. That's a phase two kind of thing. There you go. Um, when we look at it, one of the things that we decided was we didn't just want to be a pipeline. And so when we went out, we, we said we want to be more of a lifestyle thing because the reality is both retail and restaurant workers do turn over fairly quickly. And, and it's very common to move from one retail job to another or from one restaurant job to another. So we felt like it was better to build a community. So we've started our blogs around the Capango life you know, tips on how to interview, tips on how to deal with customer service and so on. And so our goal has been, can we create a community of workers who actually stay within our platform and Mm -hmm. continue to get better? Um, We've now been working with the National Retail uh, Federation on their Rise Up program for certification. And how can we take young employees entering into the retail environment, get them certified, get them better training and bring them on? That's the voice of Stefan Mitford. Stefan, again, is the founder and CEO of Capango Retail Employment. Wow, it's a big topic. We'll be back with more of our conversation with Stefan after this. Every week on What's Working in Washington, we talk to power players about innovation in the federal government and how business in the region is keeping us competitive. If you are a D.C. insider and want to know what leaders in other industries are talking about, we give you that insight. If you know someone we should be talking to on our show, let us know. We want perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. You can reach out through our website or through Twitter. We look forward to hearing from you. It's What's Working in Washington. I'm your host, Mark Walsh. Again, we're happy to have with us Stefan Midford. Stefan is the founder and CEO of Capango, a retail employment pipeline platform. I, I guess I'm just sort of change, I'm, I'm changing the description every single time. I'll let you fix it in, ju- in just a second. And we're excited to be talking about the current state of and future of retail, restaurant, store em- employees. So let's get into the patchwork quilt of the domestic U.S. retail environment. Each state, as you know, has a lot of different ways of thinking about retail employees. What does maternity leave mean? How many employees in a given sector? Or how many employees at a different facility? Uh, how you have to treat them? All that stuff. Are you deep into that or are you staying away from it? 
We're staying away from it. You know, as a as smart an, man, as an entrepreneur, um, one of the things you learn very quickly is you know what's in your wheelhouse, what's not in your wheelhouse, and what, what where are your competitors playing. To us, companies that handle applicant tracking systems, onboarding systems, and so on, there's great companies out there. We want to partner with them. Yeah. We want to we want to leverage their technical capabilities and their investments to make our our um, platform better. Our platform is focused very much on the front end, and it's retail and restaurants. So, interesting, we started retail only, and very, very quickly, restaurant owners came to us and said, hey, this makes perfectly sen- uh, perfect sense to us. Um, you know, it's an hourly labor problem, high turnover industry, and so on. And so we added restaurants uh, about a year after we did our initial launch. So you're building, or some might argue, maybe you're starting to stay with them, a, a community of applicants, Will you ever be in the business of having your applicants talk to each other and comparing notes about what it's like to work for this person versus that? Yeah, that's um, actually been a really big debate inside our company and, and sort of thinking through that. We think that there is room to do that, that, that we want people to be able to say what it's like to work at an employer. And certainly there are some platforms out there that do that. Um, and we think there's some value in that. And whether we add it or whether we leverage somebody else's there – you know, being able to identify if I'm searching for a job and I'm looking at a list of 100 jobs in Washington, D.C., what are the companies that have great values, that have good reputations, and so on? And more we see um, worker profiles starting to shift towards they want those things, right? They want a company with good values. They want a company who has engagement with their employees and has a good reputation for that. I'm glad to hear that because I just – my soapbox for 15 seconds. I, I think that's a big deal. You're living it uh, just as an observer and, and venture investor and stuff. I think it's a big deal, be it ESG or social impact or whatever, the big labels that are being slapped on some of these efforts. I think at the at the individual candidate, your kid's age, my kid's age, their sensitivity to that is getting uh, higher and higher. And I think people in the young 20s, which probably is the first job, I think their sensitivity is higher. So I'm glad to hear that. That may be in your future. I, I, you know, it's not the Yelpification of what it means to be an applicant, but certainly they're, they're going to find out. They're going to find out. And, and certainly with all the communication mechanisms that are out there today, right. there's lots of ways for people to talk. And, and you, know, you have to sort of think through you know, prior generations, there was this mentality of, oh, my gosh, I got a job. I'm, yeah. I'm so thrilled to work for this employer. Now it's a little bit the reverse, right? It's who, who do I want to work for? And so I actually spoke at a uh, – retail conference a couple of weeks ago. And one of the things I talked to him about was, you have to really think about it. You know, I looked at some of your job ads out there and they look like job descriptions. And in this competitive marketplace, you can't, you can't live by that. It has to be, you know, your marketing team. You've got an entire marketing team who's focused on building your brand and communicating your brand values to the customer. Why aren't you doing the same thing to your employees? Mm-hmm. Why aren't you doing the same thing in your job ads? What's your brand? What's your story? What's your value? What do you bring to the table for the employee and compete with those other people out there? So we actually have worked with several of our clients to say, hey, we looked at your job postings and and we think there's room for improvement there. Let's show you some best practices around how to engage with this new style of employee who's very interested in these things. Well, it seems like there used to be kind of a niche for employment advertising back in the day when newspapers ruled the world that would supposedly be good at writing copy and presenting the the employment ad at the New York Times or Journal or local paper. And it seems like that world has gone away. It, it seems like you're probably going to be 
like an ad agency pretty soon, or at least a presenter of marketing copy for yeah, the we, end result. Yeah, we just think it's a really important part of the process that, that too many companies don't think about it. They think about, here's my job posting, here's the job description, here's the person I need to fill this job to, to do this. Instead of thinking it with all the diligence they put into consumer analytics, right? Yeah. Understanding their consumer and what their consumer's desires are, what do their consumers want, how do they message to their consumers. And we think that companies should do the same thing to employees. I want to return to that, but before I forget, do you have any deals or do you pursue any educational institutions, the community colleges of the world or higher education or even high schools to help get more flow? We are working and just starting this process of engaging with some universities and uh, colleges to say, hey, as you bring in students, um, certainly your students all, you know, the first year or two of school need to make a few bucks, you know? Yeah. They need to make their beer money for Saturday night. And so Copango is a great place. And again, because of the way we built the app and it has this dating app-like feel, we are really, you know, very popular with a younger segment, mm -hmm. right? And so we've approached the universities to say, hey, we're not trying to do career counseling for the management job at the end of the graduation. What we're trying to do is say, hey, I just got to school and I need to find a part-time job working at the pizza joint so I can make some beer money. Are you being asked to track who you have discovered and has been chosen by an employer, whether they turn out to be management material and how the career track may may pursue for them? We're not that far into the data yet, but we're capturing an enormous amount of that data. So we're capturing, um, because we don't allow somebody to upload a resume to our platform and we capture the data, we have prior employment data, but we have as a data element, right? So I know how many times this individual has changed jobs and how frequently. I know mm -hmm. what employers they worked for before. So if they worked in home improvement before, I can start to refer them to other home improvement centers perhaps. Mm -hmm. The other piece of data that we capture that we think is unique is when, when a seeker is using our app to look for employment, they can swipe right on a job and instantly we'll send that data to the employer and say, hey, this candidate is interested they can swipe left on a job to say they don't like it and put it in an ignore category. The tinder of, tinderification of, it, uh, it of applications. It absolutely is. But if you think about it, that data about what's the profile of the people that swipe left on my job yeah. is almost as valuable or maybe more valuable than the profile of people who swipe right on my job. I completely agree. The no's are maybe as more interesting than the yeses. How do you provide data privacy? How do you anonymize that kind of data? What What's, does, does Home Depot say, I don't want to know whether Susie or Dan said no to me, but I want to know what people like Susie and Dan, why they said no to me or if they said no to me. Are, are you in that business yet? Not yet, but we definitely will get into profiling in general categories, right? Yeah. So we're very conscious of data privacy rules. It's one of the reasons why we don't do some of the ATS things is we don't we literally don't want that data in our platform. We do want to look at groups of uh, individuals as groups and try and make intelligent decisions that help the process work better for both sides. That's the voice of Stefan Midford. He's the CEO and founder of Capango. We're talking about retail employment. So government, some parts of government are almost like retail, like working at the Department of Motor Vehicles. Bad retail, because you're not getting a lot of happy customers typically. Do you have any clients that are state, local, or federal government agencies? We don't yet. We've focused very hard on our initial set of clients. And we're at this phase where we've been working for a couple of years in our beta phase, working with the initial clients. We really wanted to make sure that we knew that we were handling what's in our wheelhouse, right? So yeah. we worked with the retailers and the restaurants then subsequently to say, what questions do I need to ask? 
And so when I think about, you know, segmenting labor and asking the right questions, if I was talking to the DMV about an hourly employee there, I would suspect that there's a different set of questions. So we'd have to really think about that. Right. Because one of the beauties of the platform is it is that that dating app feel. It's like, hey, I can fill out a profile and have really good data here and I can do it in about four minutes. Yeah. If I start to make it too complicated, I start to look like everybody else out there that's trying to recruit for everybody. Well, for your DMV, one of the 18 questions would be, do you like being screamed at? Then that, then they know that they're, they're DMV material. <laughs> Sorry about that. That, that. that was too simple. So white labeling, Do you is your brand... I say this respectfully, is your brand of value to you only or do you care if Home Depot tells applicants that they're coming through you? How how does that play out? Yeah, our intent is to build the brand, is to say Capango is the home and Capango Life is the place where I want to go for my retail and restaurant community and I want to belong to this community and I want to find opportunities and be successful in the community. That's why we're bringing things in like the blog posts and certifications and other things. So it's not just a job board. It's part of me belonging to a community. Um, We have been talking to a couple of economic development agencies that say, for instance, um, if I'm running a resort town on the coast and I'm trying to get employees for the summer, that's a challenge. We might work with them to do some kind of QR code program where we roll out Capango to everybody in the community. I like it. um, And try and see if we can create uh, momentum through a community group effort. Well, you've been around this block a few times, as have I, and, and I think it's, it sounds like you're heading to that cycle of excellence where you get smarter about what kind of branding the employer needs to do to get the kind of applicants they want. To your point earlier about social impact and aspirational values and all that stuff, which, as you said earlier, didn't used to, nobody used to care about that at all. Right. right. Now they're going to, and you may, you may, you may I'll, I'll bet, I'll make a prediction here, sir, uh, since you're the guest that you have a real value in that that stuff alone. Well, so let's get to the end of our show. And each show, I ask our guest if they were king of the world for one day, or king of, let's say just U.S., let's go domestic, king of the U.S. for one day, what would you start? And if you were king of the world for one day, what would you stop? In, in your arena or whatever. One of the things that we see, especially working with hourly labor, is this mentality that when I go to high school, if I didn't go get a four-year college degree, I'm a failure. And I think that's a huge problem. Um, Whether it's um, somebody's not financially able to do it or um, just quite frankly doesn't mentally have the ability to go and get a four-year college degree. Um, I think that strengthening the opportunity to go and get a a course that gets me my next step and having a better connection from high school to opportunities, whether that's trade schools and so on, I I think that's been so underserved and it's coming up more, but it's got a huge opportunity. I completely agree. Certifications, apprenticeships. Look, it worked for like a thousand years last time I checked. And I completely agree that that that's the future. So you and I are completely simpatico. So congratulations on Capango. Thanks for being our guest today. It's Stefan Midford, everybody. I really appreciate your being on What's Working in Washington. Thanks very much, Mark. I love being here and, and love answering the questions. The team behind What's Working in Washington is a great group. The executive producer and editor is Tracy Madigan. Online content, Anna DeGraff. And that theme music you enjoy, performed by the Sunbathers. You've been listening to What's Working in Washington on Federal News Network and streaming as a podcast.